I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. My name is Sam. I was born in Manila. I spent my childhood in Iloilo, and I moved to Canada at the age of 13. And now you can find me in Peel Region, also the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Halo Halo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. And before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. Sam and I are both podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. It's warm up, but we've got a guest in our studios today, Sigs. Yes, we do. It is a special warm up. And Sam, welcome to the virtual Halo Halo Studios. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Sam, we're so happy that you're in the studios. That means that you get to kind of play with us. Sigs, what do you have lined up today as a warm up for ourselves? Well, since we're talking about folklore and creatures, I thought we'd focus on things that go bump in the night. All right. Okay. So from the three of us, I want to hear what was the scariest movie you have ever seen? Oh, I know that. <laughs> Can Off I go first? Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Can Korea. I just go, go ahead. first? Go ahead. Okay. So let's just say at a very young age, I watched the original Halloween movie with my players oh in it. Oh my God. I know I shouldn't have been watching this movie. So I think I was around about eight and I was watching it with my second cousins while we were actually out for Halloween. It was just like, I was traumatized. Like I literally was traumatized. The next day it became very hard for me to sleep. And my parents were like, what is wrong? And I'm like, there's a boogeyman out there. And they're like, there's no boogeyman. There's no ghost is what my parents were saying. No, walang mumo da, you know, out there is what my parents were saying. And I was like, no, 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 no. There's a man with a mask. He's oh got a knife. And I don't think that they knew. They were actually in the dining room, just kind of like talking to the other parents and stuff like that. But older cousins were probably like 14, 16, 18. And then there's eight-year-old me like wide-eyed going, holy shit. Like I didn't think holy shit, but I was thinking, holy crap, man. Like this guy was really scary. Although I will say this though, and I know I had this thought and there's that scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is actually in the... Uh, like closet of sorts with those louver mm. closets and stuff like that. Yeah. And so Mike Myers starts kind of like stabbing through with his knife and you like get in and I'm like screaming, <laughs> screaming really loud at this point. And my cousins are just laughing at me and like no one thought that it was like an eight year old perhaps maybe should have watched this film. But this was the interesting part. So you'll recall that she suddenly takes a wire hanger unwinds it, right? And then starts poking him and then has enough of a distraction to get away. And I just remember in that moment of terror, I thought, wow, that's really smart and resourceful. I know I didn't think resourceful, but at the time I just thought, she's really smart and clever to have figured that out. And I just thought to myself, okay, like make a note of that is what I thought, right? Remember that. Like as ever I was going to be attacked by Mike Myers. Anyways, that was the most scariest movie I've ever seen. And I was traumatized and forever could I not actually watch any more horror movies at that point. And so, and then this is the ironic part. My, my partner, Michael, like he is a horror thriller fan. 
And oh, is he? Is he? Yeah, oh, he totally is. Like, Wouldn't Michael. Guess that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My, so he's the most gentlest man out there, but has like a penchant for horror films. And he was always like, oh, oh honey, God. do you want to like, do you want to see Chucky? Like, no. Do you want to see Children of the Corn? Definitely not. Right. Do you want to see Christine? No, no, I don't want to see like any evil cars or anything like that. Scary right? car. It's just like <laughs> scary car. Right. So do you want to watch A Quiet Place? Not really. I get it. It's scary. And that's not for me. I'm just really jumpy. And after Halloween, couldn't watch any other horror movies. I think the only other horror movie that I've watched after that, the Scream series. Even then, like, I still shriek. I'm just probably terrible to take to the movie theater or funny. Funny to take it because I will scream with abandon, right, in some ways. So anyways, too much information, but that's my story. I'm sticking with it. What about you, Sam? What's the scariest movie you saw? I mean, I was going to say, actually, I love being with jumpy people while watching <laughs> horror because it's just like funny to me. But I do watch a lot of horror. So oh, I did way. watch Halloween recently, mm. even like I watch it every year. Mm. because. Ah. The, um, <laughs> but the thing is, Mike Myers is terrifying because he's almost superhuman. So I definitely mm. echo that. It's like you feel like everybody's going to lose. But in terms of me, my favorite horror movie is The Shining, just because. Ooh, I, classic. Yes, it is a classic. And I just love seeing this man sort of descend into madness mm. and seeing how his family reacts to it in the middle of this massive hotel. And it's like this slow burn type of horror, which I really enjoy. And But I think in terms of like my formative years, I was really traumatized by paranormal activity. Mm. And like mm-hmm. the Asian ones, like The Ring or The Grudge, oh, nice. they really like they have the sound and everything seems so realistic. And I think that's the scariest thing sometimes is like when you think like paranormal activity is just in your house, right? You don't even know what's happening. So yeah, oh that's, God. that would be mine. So Sam, I just have to say, if you ever want a jumpy movie partner, I'm certainly your person for that. As long as I can hold your hand or somebody's hand, like that's all yeah. that. And that you don't mind me squeezing tight and stuff like that. I, like, I love the, your mention of like the ring. Like people have told me, about, like they're, they always say you should watch it. I mean, they've told me all about it. Right. But that's fantastic. I've heard. Done with it. I've, yeah. 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 Honestly, when I was a little kid, it's always when you're a little kid, but it seems the scariest. I remember seeing Poltergeist. <gasps> And with the little blonde girl yeah. and the TV going to like in static and saying, they're here. Mm. Always creepy. Always creepy. Always creeps me out. And aside from like the exorcist, but I mean, we're all Filipino. We've been <laughs> Catholic. Anything to do with the kids. <laughs> scary. But it sort of linked into my other question for a little bit later. But we talked about childhood. So what were your childhood fears? What were those things that go bump in the night? What would scare you? Sometimes they're pretty interesting. I think when I was younger, I just didn't like those loud sounds and the creepiness because you can figure out what it was. But as I turned like 10, I was more scared of thieves or robbers. Going to the realistic things. Yeah, my mom's like, we can call the police or something like that. Like, you don't have to worry. I'm like, do we... Do we need like, you know, an alarm system, you know, like to assuage my fears? But <laughs> it became a bit more serious when I became like, you know, a preteen. What about you guys? Childhood fears. I was thinking to myself, I remember in grade four. So that would have made me eight, I guess. I guess eight was like a really ten. pivotal te- uh, ten. Yeah. The, so yeah. I remember they were like showing this film on the world and the development of the world. And then they said at some uh-huh. point that the world was going to end. 
what I didn't really hear at the time was oh. that, oh, the world will end in a billion years. They said that the sun would actually collapse upon itself and then expand and then wallow all the surrounding planets, including the Earth. But oh, I didn't God. actually have a great understanding of what like a billion years meant or anything like that. I don't know that it was actually a billion years. If you're an astronomer out there and listening to this podcast, please tell us exactly how many years that might be. But I just remember being freaked out thinking that the sun will explode at some point and then my mom having to explain to me, Anak, that won't be happening for a very long time past your lifetime. And I was like, oh. But I just remember being consumed with this idea that the earth was going to be swallowed by the sun at some point. So that was a big childhood fear. But I, I have to just tell you this also side story about my youngest sister, Jessica, and her oldest son, Rylan. So <laughs> they were living in this one house and my brother-in-law, Richie, was away for, let's say, a business trip or something like that, I believe. And she, she was in this house with Rylan by herself. And at some point, Rylan was maybe six and turns around to my sister, Jessica, and says, Mommy, did you hear that? <laughs> and then, oh, no. and then Je- Jessica was like, I-, I didn't hear anything. And then there it is again. <laughs> and oh, then God. at that point, Jessica picked up Rylan and said, we're going to grandpa and grandma's house. And Jessica was just telling me how freaked out she was that like, could someone actually be trying to come into the home? And I think it was a relatively new house. So it was just kind of like, again, bumps and things kind of going in the, in the night. And you just don't know kind of like what your house sounds like yet. And uh, I think Richie had just left for a business trip so early that Jessica didn't have time to actually get used to what was going on. But it was just so funny because now we just, you know, sometimes we'll occasionally tease my nephew and say, do you remember when you scared your mom <laughs> saying did you hear that mom did you hear that there it is again sam what about you what was a childhood fear that you had growing up i think when i was a kid i had a really overactive imagination as well so <laughs> i was actually incredibly afraid of the dark but i was subtle about it i never told my parents yeah but sometimes i find myself lying there and then everything would be super dark super quiet and i i swear probably the same i just hear these noises and then the worst part was shadows I think for me Mm -hmm. sometimes I'd see the light kind of turn a a weird way Mm -hmm. I think like someone's there there's a ghost (laughs) for sure and I would just be like forcing myself to close my eyes as much as I can and just fall asleep so that I'd be disassociated from the situation (laughs) so that was my childhood fear but honestly I think I still have it now so it's not really a childhood (laughs) thing we just like persevere just like becomes yeah. endemic it's just there exactly. as long as you cover and like don't expose any like body parts outside of the covers you're pretty much safe exactly exactly <laughs> and finally so do you have a now this is sort of creepy but do you have a memorable nightmare now i know a lot of us do but i had something that happened about a year ago which was very very creepy and it's not my most memorable nightmare but it's pretty interesting so sam you don't know i have two kids i have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old my daughter is seven delaney and my son mac is five so last year he was four and his light was on in his room. I was like, oh, I, I think he's awake still. So we had put the kids to bed and I, I crept into his room and he was standing up against the wall as if playing hide and seek. And his face was like at the wall, staring at it like as if with his hands up. And he's like, they're here. And I was literally like, it didn't register in my head. I'm like, Mac, you're asleep. <laughs> must be sleepwalking. Why don't you just lie down? And I got him to lie down. And all of a sudden, you know, as an adult, you're like, who is here? So I start, <laughs> like, I look in his hamper. I look in the closet. <laughs> I check the window. I keep I keep it on my daughter's room. And I'm like, nah, he's just, he's just having a nightmare. 
but like the creepiest, like my son sounded like a little girl in Poltergeist. Mac is this curly haired, little energetic little boy. It was just like, they're here. That would have like, freaked me out. Standing up and his eyes were open. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> let's lie down. It's okay. And I'm just like, oh, that was an isolated incident. <laughs> I'm hoping so. Knock on wood. Or you can I hope about so too this. for you. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I it's know, super I'd creepy. <laughs> I'd be running. I'm sure it'll be great fodder. Someone, you know, Sam, you can probably do another podcast about that. Can, oh, we'll run it out you can get, as long as you give me a production credit it's all good of course oh <laughs> what about you guys memorable nightmares in quotation marks i think for me it was just a recurring nightmare where i would be on a bike and i'd be biking this bike and somehow i got onto a bridge and then i would veer off to the right and then fall off the bridge and then it would just be that perpetual feeling of falling oh my gosh and then one i remember there was w- one version of of me having this same nightmare where like I felt like I couldn't wake up from it because I would normally wake up and it was just like yeah. I couldn't wake up and it was like and this is before like inception like where it's like oh, oh wake up from a dream dream right and it was just like I couldn't wake yeah. up like I remember just shaking myself I got out of that dream but it was just kind of like oh my gosh I never want to have this dream again it's so funny because I haven't thought about that in like ages like that was like certainly a childhood recurring dream that I had over and over and over again Sam. I had this dream. It was slightly recurring as well, where it's just like picture a haunted house in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And it's just me standing in front of it Mm. and everything is dark. And then suddenly I'm just staring at the doors and they're open. This like girl in a white dress with her hair kind of covering her face just starts crawling. And not not towards me, though, this way. So sort of like east to west. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she was just crawling over and over again. And then I would just stare and look at her. And so I didn't know what it meant, but I swear to you, I tired myself out before going to bed so that I'd forget my dreams the next day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. At least you're not crossing her path, right? She's just moving the other way. Exactly. She's just like... You know, yeah, I'm not interrupting her. It's all exactly, good. exactly. That's why I'm like, it's not that bad. Pause. As long as she doesn't know me, right, and start crawling towards me. Right. That's true. That's very, very the ring. It's very the ring. Very the ring or the crunch. Exactly. Which I quite didn't quite understand. Which I quite didn't understand. Now I'm going to ask both of you. I'm sure we're not as warmed up as we are creeped out as we record this on a late uh, night in October. I'm certainly right? alert. I'm we're certainly alert. alert. <laughs> <laughs> you need that coffee. Yeah, I think I'm going to have a sip of my tea, but I certainly feel alert, Sig, after that warm-up, so. Well, before I sign us out, I want to give Sam an opportunity. Share with us, with the listeners, like, any website or social media accounts that they can follow you on. Yes, they can follow us primarily on Instagram. Our account is at Sabel Studios, and you can check out and see any news that we have regarding La Shan and also on Spotify. All right, excellent. Now, if you guys have any questions, emails, or want to share us your scary thoughts and about things that go bump in the night, email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at hollowhollowpop, and you can find us on Instagram at hollowhollowpopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chel Turingen, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you soon, guys. I, I am sort of creeped a little bit, but at least we'll... <laughs> We're awake. We're, we're awake. There's three other people with me. Like, hopefully, Mac won't be awake. It's October. Exactly. Oh, I guess it's away. <laughs> <laughs>